to the flat to his favorite target, Dax Milne, and the touchdown for BYU. Play action. Wilson into the end zone. Touchdown, Isaac Rex. Second TD pass for Zach and a PAT to try and tie it. Wilson into the end zone, and it is hauled in for the touchdown. Isaac Rex laying out for the score. Welcome in. It is your Cougar Post Game Show. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden, and yes, we're excited to be here. Yes, we have enthusiasm, and we are live at the TridayTrading.com studios. Will Snowden is out here basically sucking Pepsi down through a uh, IV. Hmm. And uh, how are you? Are you doing all right, Will? Well, you know, I feel good. I mean, it was a good win tonight. Uh, very interesting game. Uh, um you know, it, I feel really good that the Pepsi's helping. I'm a, I think I'm about to throw back a Dew, a Mountain Dew. Good. I might pound one. Always good to put a Mountain Dew on top of a Pepsi. And then I also might go with the Dr. Pepper afterwards because I'm exhausted. It's a long day. Um, been through a lot today, and uh, now I, I can at least celebrate with this good Mountain Dew, this Dr. Pepper, and the Pepsi. All diet, of course. And you can celebrate with a BYU victory. This was a very gritty performance. Without a doubt. Very gritty, tough performance. They go out, they get the win, and I want you to start by talking about BYU's end zone defense, their red zone defense, and just what they were able to do in stopping San Diego State from scoring in the second half. Well, wow. Through I mean, three quarters. Yeah, I mean, uh, hats off to, to Tuiaki and uh, the rest of the defensive staff. Uh, the, and, and really, that comes down to the grit of the young men playing the game. You know, they, they, they decided that, you know, they're, they're, you know just because they got all the way down the field does not mean you have to give up any points. And, and BYU just showed uh, how gritty and tough they are. And um, I always say that's a, a sign of the way that they're coached um and then the senior leadership and they they really got tight down there and another thing is uh obviously i i don't think they showed a lot of respect for san diego state's ability to um really do anything dangerous as far as overly creative um down there throwing the ball or you know any type of trick play i think they just lined up and said we know you're gonna run it at us and we're gonna shut it down and that's what they did so uh congratulations to the cougars on a great season 10 and 1 um Wow, that's something to celebrate. And uh, now it's on to taking care of the bodies and identifying where they're going to play next. And uh, hopefully it's not this year. <laughs> well, I think um, what, there's a what, what, you get, uh, I'm hoping it's not this year. I'm hoping the next game is 2021. As in uh... – a New Year's Bowl? Yeah. Well, you, you saw Florida get knocked off today. Miami got knocked off today. Yeah. I mean, there's still a chance. And BYU beat a good team here, San Diego State. I mean, um, there's still a shot there, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see how this all plays out. It'd be a very, very long one. I think it was a tough. It would have been a tough go, even even if you beat Coastal and beat uh, San Diego State. Everybody wants to keep you out. It'd been a tough go. But you're right. They're not completely out of it. Yeah, I mean, there's still weeks that they're, they're done playing, and there's still weeks of other people playing, right? They play, uh, I think you've got some games next week. Sit back and watch and see what this committee has to say. Yeah. Uh, I want you to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson's performance tonight, Will. Well, you know, uh, the guy's walking off the Cougar field for the last time. 
Um, you know, he can say what he wants to say. You know, I, he, he was, he was appealing, you know, appeasing the fans this week, talking about he has not made a decision on what he's going to do. And that decision was made six weeks ago that he's gone. Um, it was made in the summer. It, 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 if he, you know, he said, if I was, if I have a great season this year, I'm gone. I'm sure that Drew Brees talked to him about that and all the other pros that he was hanging out with all summer. Um, as he drove 10 hours both ways uphill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Zach is a class act. Uh, what a pleasure it is to watch him spin the rock. Uh, you, you know, just, just he did a lot of great things. He throws his guys open when they're not open. And, uh, you know, let's t- talk about Dax Milne. I mean, making plays, uh, back shoulder catches, you know, going up and getting the ball. I thought Isaac Rex looked great today. I thought uh, Katoa ran the ball really well. Um, he was downhill. And uh, it was a fun game to watch. But Zach, Zach Wilson, what what can you say? What was he, 26 of 32 or 20? What, what are the numbers? Yeah, Zach Wilson, 26 of 35 for 303 yards and three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah, I mean, it's a very efficient game. And um, obviously the Cougars were committed to throwing the ball again tonight and, and showing the NFL and the rest of the world what, what, who, what Zach Wilson has to offer. Um, and it seems quite a like he has quite a bit to offer. I just love watching the guy. What I noticed most about him tonight is he just showed me how calm, cool, and collective he can be, how he can stare down the barrel of the gun and make the throws. Yeah, you really got a good chance to see the pocket presence that he has tonight. He was able to stand in there, get off of read one, get, get go, go to two, go to three, and then move back to one. It's just patience, and that takes a lot of trust in what you have up front. Um, he was comfortable in the pocket, making the throws. And the thing about Zach Wilson, watching him play this game is like watching a young quarterback play. I like a truly young quarterback, though. He's having fun out there. He looks the part. I mean, whoever signs this guy, whoever drafts this guy is getting a stud, and he's going to be a crowd favorite. And um, I feel for, I feel bad for whoever the starting quarterback is in the NFL that Zach gets drafted to because the people are going to want to see Zach Wilson. He's yeah. young. Good looking, smart, dynamic. dynamic. He's, he's a cocky dude. He's, his swagger's high. He, he has it all. I mean, I, I told you that Jim McMahon feel that he's got the feel, you know, and maybe it's just the bandana, but when he walks out with that bandana on, he's a mix of Jim McMahon and Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Two champions. Yeah. Really good comparison. Uh, people are. They're going to love it. They're, they're going to love <laughs> it because, man, he's, you know what it is? It's solid. I don't know. I can't throw much in there. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, he's just got that beautiful baby face. He's got that, you know, that great swagger. He's got a lot of style. It, he, do you think he could could could, ha- could could hit you with a crane kick? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He put that bandana on him. If I hadn't watched – you know, if I hadn't actually seen Karate Kid <laughs> and learned how to defense against that, yeah. then maybe he could catch me with it. Yeah. But, I, I've, you know, you go to Karate Kid 2 and, you know, they learn how to defend that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, there's a, there's an easy cross guard. Then he's going to go to that drum action. Yeah, there's so know. many things. But that's my point. Uh, he can he can bring so many different things. <laughs> he brings so many different things to the table. I'm, I'm sorry. It's late and I want to enjoy this. But, but when I say that, I do say it with all due respect because Daniel LaRusso, anyone my age grew up watching him win that tournament, um, win the state title, and beat at the the All-Valley, knocking down Johnny. Um, 
what's John, Larson? Johnny Larson. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he did his thing. So what a what a season for Zach Wilson and the Cougars. Um, Kalani should be uh, should feel good. And more importantly, let, let's talk about what's who the real champion of this season is. Um, the athletic director at Brigham Young University. He doesn't get enough respect from me or, or, or even people what he's been able to do this year. Tom has done an unbelievable job of keeping his cool, setting up games, getting BYU leading the way early. I mean, you can't say enough about Tom Homo and the whole organization. I'm happy that I'm a Cougar, that I graduated from Brigham Young University, played there, and I'm so happy for this coaching staff. Um, the time, the blood, the sweat, the tears they've put in with these guys, and you got to feel great for the seniors. I don't think the BYU is getting the respect they deserve right now off this win, 28-14 to 14 over San Diego State. I just want people to understand how difficult this was for BYU, to shake off the nasty feeling from last weekend, <laughs> losing to Coastal Carolina when everything felt like it was, it was stacked up just right for you, and it was an ugly kind of loss. And then in the first half of this game, first quarter of this game, Shocking. San Diego State comes out, and they're just punching body blows, body blows, body blows. And, you know, they get 14 points in the first quarter, and it was 14-14. I think it was 14-7 and 14-14. Yeah. It looked like San Diego State was going to just continue to grind the clock. I, I want people to understand, when it was 14-7 San Diego State, that was a very difficult moment. At that point, San Diego State, they uh, they fake a field goal on fourth. They convert the fourth down. Great call. And then they throw a touchdown they, to get it to seven, uh, fourteen to seven, that came off of an Isaac Rex fumble. Ugh. So you had a fumble. They faked the field goal. They converted the fourth. They threw the touchdown, and they're up fourteen to seven. And I'm thinking, there it is. Heartbreak city, man. Yeah. Hard to overcome this. Well, now, you, now it's easy to feel sorry for yourself in that moment. So easy. And, and so what I'm saying is, give them the respect that they deserve for getting this win because that moment was very demoralizing, very difficult. You you had gotten beat for five and a half quarters, and BYU was able to shake it off and come back and win this game. That's an impressive win. They, they really showed a, 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 they showed a lot of what they're made of because they could have thrown in the towel down 14-7. I, I was nervous. Um, but then they go down and score, and, and, and how about all right um, – the kicker, yeah, Jake, oh, right. Jake just did his thing tonight. I mean, he's been perfect all season. I mean, he, he I, the kid can just flat out kick the ball. He's calm, cool, collective. I was thinking to myself, if I had to line up and kick a field goal in that in that with that cold weather, my hamstring might just pop right off of my body and just lay on the ground. I mean, it's freezing out there. You know, the kicker doesn't get a chance to move around much. They call him out there, you know, and, and he's burying the kick like that. that's what you're supposed to do, and he does exactly what he's supposed to do. A lot of things to, to highlight tonight, but once again, they played as a team. They did not let the beating they took last week. And what, what people don't understand is BYU's defense really got – last week we, – I don't, people have to understand, you know, there's a lot, there's been talk all week and number 94 was a cheater and all this. And, and I, I, you know, I, I've been a little disappointed in, the, in that talk because 94 just played a great game. Yeah, he went a little far when he, when he assaulted, um, when he assaulted um, Zach Wilson, when he pushed him out of bounds, that wasn't a, that was nothing overly gr- brutal. But what happened is when you get beat in the trench, as a defense, 
it does just it's demoralizing. I've been in games before where I'm getting the ball and I'm chopping up five, seven yards. Things are going my way, and the reason it's going my way is because the O line is mowing down the D line. Uh, they're getting to the second level, getting up on the backers, and that's what BYU got a lot of a heavy dose of last week. Just getting moved off the ball, and uh, so to come back and win this, in this fashion, to to hold them out um, several times in the red zone, you know, hats off to these guys. Kalani Sataki coming up to the podium. Jake, let me know when he gets there. Um, is he is he on his way up now? You're going to hear live from uh, you're going to hear live from Kalani Sataki. In fact, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. You'll hear from Kalani Sataki on the podium. Will Snowden and I will continue to break things down live from the TridayTrading.com studios at the point of the mountain here on 97.5, 12 into the zone in the Zone Sports Network. First and five after the penalty. Interception. Picked off and returned out to the 30-yard line, Drew Jensen. A 50-yard attempt, 11 for 11 on the season for Oldroyd. Has the leg, and it is good. He stays perfect on the year and puts up the three spot as time expires in a 17-14 BYU lead. Look, man, there were some big moments in this game. Um, Obviously, the Isaac Rex touchdowns were great. The stops on the goal line. But when the chips were stacked against BYU and San Diego State gets that fake field goal, throws the touchdown, goes up 7-14, Drew Jensen comes up with an interception for BYU that was just spectacular that led to a Lapini Kotoa 43-yard run and then a touchdown throw to Rex, uh, to Isaac Rex for a 14-14 tie. Coming off that Drew D- Jensen interception, it was huge, Will. You know, they grabbed the momentum, and I'm thinking, oh, man, if you get this thing 21-7, this is going to be really difficult. Just talk about Drew Jensen getting in that passing lane and, and talk about, you know, I, I know that Ituiaki has taken a, a lot of abuse from BYU fans because they don't like the way he installs certain defenses, but talk about those floating linebackers that make it de- very difficult to comp- You You run these these seven-on-seven camps all the time. Yeah. These floating linebackers make it really difficult. They really do, especially when when you're seeing a move up. To, you're seeing a move up to the line of scrimmage. They're, dro- they're they're showing blitz and then they're dropping into coverage. But but what I will say is one of my favorite interceptions is when a linebacker or a D lineman actually jumps up and st- just st- takes the ball, plucks it. <laughs> just yeah, there you go. Plucks it right out of the air, like yeah. it just like an eagle hunting a, a you know something that just yeah. you know a flying squirrel or something. One of those, one of the whatever an eagle would just just. I I picture tear up. I picture a large grape hanging on a vine, yeah, and jumping up and just grabbing the grape and plucking it right off the just vine. Just pluck it right off, and that, and that's how it was. I mean, that's a big time play, and and people don't understand that what that really takes. So that ball's humming. It, 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 I mean, that that thing's coming good and hard and fast, and you're over here jumping up, plucking it right out of the out of the air, like you like yeah. you just. That's what it was. You were born to do it. Really pretty, it, beautiful play. Beautiful play, huge momentum shift by Drew Jensen. Fantastic moment. How about there was some popping going on out there, too? Very physical game. Yeah, very physical game. And I do want to mention this because 
everybody jumped on Ituiaki and Kalani Sataki in that uh, BYU Coastal Carolina game because they said there were no defensive adjustments. Yeah. They were no – well, about the middle of the first, maybe the end of the first quarter – they did make some adjustments. They went four downs, yep. and then they would go from four downs to three downs with the two wings. Yeah. But they'd keep five at the line of scrimmage, and they would keep seven to eight in the box. Yeah. And they said, screw it, man. Okay, so you know we'll get a little bit of push, and we're going to take some body blows. And they got pushed into the red zone multiple times, but then San Diego State would put the ball on the ground. San Diego State would get stopped on a fourth down. San Diego State would self-implode. Yeah, yeah. I Wait. was surprised that Brady Hoke's San Diego State team self-imploded multiple times. Yeah, well, well you know, but that, a lot of that deals with what's going on up front and what's going on with the defense. BYU went with the bend, don't break. You know, the, the, uh, you, you have to realize one of the things I, I, I was very impressed with with San Diego State is the, the commitment to the run and how r- hard their backs run. Several, I mean, there were, there were plenty of times where BYU had, had – uh, Won the line of scrimmage, got to the backfield quickly, have hit the back, and the back spun off of one, spun off of two, spun off of three, and was able to go pick up three or four or five really hard yards. And uh, I, I just love watching good, solid football um, on both sides. And I feel like both teams gave us what we what, what we waited up for to watch. They played hard. They battled all the way through. In the better team won tonight, and that was BYU Cougars. Kalani Satake is going to be hitting the podium here in just a minute, and we'll let you hear live from Kalani as he reacts to BYU getting to that 9-1 and mark. A fantastic win over San Diego State, 28-14, to and really doing a lot of it through the air. Dax Milne, again your leading receiver, eight catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Neil Powell, eight catches, 98 yards, Fantastic night for Neil. He had some big-time grabs. And Isaac Rex, the tight end, five catches for 47 yards and two touchdowns. Isaac Rex was great. Man. Oh, man. He showed a lot. I, I mean, the, Outside the ca- of that fumble, he had a great night. Yeah, uh, unbelievable night. I mean, the, the, the touchdown pass uh, from Zach, Zach just floated a nice little dime, but the body control, the eyes to catch that over the shoulders, get the knee down, big-time catch from Isaac. The kid has a bright, bright future at BYU. Here's Kalani Sataki. He's at the podium taking questions. Kalani Sataki just getting ready to come up to the podium. Uh, as as Jake Hatch said in my ear, he's probably still dancing. Mike, how hard do you think he danced in the locker room, Will? Kalani? Yeah. I feel like he, he, he danced very, very hard. You think I mean, he pulled something? Well, he, he, he might have. I mean, there, I think it's an emotional night, too. His seniors are there. He's probably still dancing. Uh, has he come? To, oh, here he oh, comes. It, but uh, a lot of dancing tonight. Here's Kalani Sataki. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, yeah. go ahead and uh, let's make – do you have an opening statement, and then we'll take some questions? Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, happy got the win. Tough game. Um, freezing cold conditions. Uh, I know that uh, it, it affected both teams, so, uh, you know, it was tough to deal with, but um, I think both teams were able to uh, fight through it all. But I'm um, just really proud of our boys for getting the win, our seniors. Um our team for protecting Lavelle's house, and um, <clears throat> this this year, you know, and, uh, just thankful to, that uh, we were able to get this win. But I think San Diego State is a great team. They, 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 their defense is a, a very physical and uh, active defense, and they, they they're very uh, high risk, but uh, they, they're able to 
you know, with some of the athleticism that they have on their team, they can disrupt you. And so um, give them a lot of credit for the, for the game and and being ready to play. And then on offense, I, I was really impressed with what they did up front. I, I thought, um, you know, they got a lot of yards on us. I, I thought we were uh, able to get, you know, stop some points. And that's when, when it's all said and done, that's the, that's the name of the game. But um, looking at some of the things that we can improve on defensively, we're going to try to get that done offensively and special teams. But for the most part, just glad that we were able to get this win and and a lot of a lot of energy and, and excitement from our boys. And so um, looking forward to our, our next game and next opportunity. So I'll take any questions you guys have. Thank you. All right, let's take questions from Alex Behar and then Jared Lloyd and Jay Drew. Hi, Coach. Uh, congrats on the win. So after that first quarter, you guys were able to shut out uh, San Diego State 21 to nothing. Um, and it looks like in the second half, you guys really were able to either turn them over or kind of just um, force them to punt or get them to turn over on down. So what changed after that first quarter defensively? And, and how, how did you guys kind of keep San Diego State at bay? Well, a lot of the, what happened in the, I mean, in the first quarter was they were able to just break tackles and, and um, you know, create a lot of plays. I, I thought assignment wise, we were in some good spots, but uh, you know, we just had to wrap up and, and, um, and give a lot of, I mean, their backs are hard to handle because they run low to the ground and their old lines big and physical, you know, and, and we knew they were going to hang on to the run game and try to limit our offense from getting on the field. But um, they were able to do that in the first part. Um, you know, I, I thought we gave up a lot of yards, but uh, I think to give them credit, they 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 uh, converted a lot of the third downs too. When you're looking at some of the third downs that we put them in, I'm looking at the medium and to, to long third downs. They even converted some of those, and so uh, you know we knew that we would have to get them in in uh, behind the chains a little bit early. And um, I think it, just the fact that our guys played more assignment sound football and been tackled better. I mean, it wasn't still wasn't perfect, but I give a lot of credit to San Diego State because I mean, those guys, are, even the quarterback can run. So um, they're able to break some tackles and, and make some plays. <clears throat> Kalani, you're down seven. They'd had a long drive and looked, you know, like they might go up two scores and Drew Jensen gets that pick. How big of a moment was that for your team? So happy for Drew. <laughs> Kid works hard and he studies and he gets better every day. And, um, you know, we, we thought that maybe we should have played him a little bit more last week and, and gave him some opportunities this week. And it showed. And I've and, uh, just been really proud of our, our our whole defense. But linebacking crew has worked really well together and and um, just proud of the things that they've done. I mean, uh, he's, he's still young, so there's a lot of football left for him to play. But getting turnovers was going to be key for us here. We thought that if we took care of the football on offense and we were able to disrupt and try to get some, you know, some opportunities, some, uh, for us, it was, it was, you know, stopping them on fourth down. And then, uh, and that pick was huge for us. And so, um, you know, I'm just glad our guys were able to pull it out and, and never gave up. I mean, it was, it looked really tough at the beginning, you know, but these guys have shown that they'll keep fighting. And, and, um, a lot of that is because they're assistant coaches and the coordinators. And a lot of it's because of leadership that we have on this team. Kalani, at the first of the week, you said you were going to find out what your team was made of after the disappointing loss out in Coastal Carolina. What what are they made of? What did you learn that they're made of? Yeah, these guys are resilient. They're hard workers, and they're going to 
I just love the way that they respond to anything that that has um, any type of adversity. And I'll go all the way to the beginning when we dealt with um, the pandemic, like everyone else has. And so I don't want to like, you know, talk too much about it, but I was really impressed with the players individually, how hard they worked, and then collectively as a group, as a unit on offense, defense, and special teams, and then as a team. And um, just the leadership that we saw from those guys, it's, it's, it was really a great thing for me as a coach to, to see. And so I'm um, thankful for that I have these players, and I'm thankful that we have a great bunch of leaders, and not just the seniors, we have a, a bunch of leaders on our team. And uh, it's not even the leadership committee. We have so many guys that, that could that could qualify as captains for this team, and and uh, hopefully we can keep that rolling. And I, I really believe that the under, underclassmen will, will be ready to roll too. I, I see them getting older and maturing with the experience that they had this year and, and looking forward to you know, our next opportunity. We'll see when we play again. Hopefully we can, you know, keep playing football. Why wasn't Tyler Algier out there tonight? Tyler's not hurt. He just wasn't able to play in this game. All right, let's take a question from Mitch Harper, Sean Walker, and Hunter Miller. Kalani, what will be the uh, the legacy of the senior class? Because this is a group that you know was pretty much there every step of the way during your tenure as head coach. What's going to be their lasting legacy on the program? Well, I mean, I think you, you see some of the things that they were be able, be able to overcome. And then... Um, you know, I, I think the legacy is going to be, I think they're going to be so, such great contributors in the community and they're going to do great things. Um, some of them with football and others um, around it and others in, in, in their professions. But I think the, the lasting impression that they leave on this program is the stuff that they've already done, whether it's their experience, their, their example or um, the, the little things. That, I mean, you have to understand the mentoring that happens on this team. It's just a, uh, it's a true brotherhood for these guys. And, and I know a lot of teams have that too, but uh, I, I can honestly say that the, the culture that we have here is built on love. And I, I see it every day when I see our players mentoring each other and, and teaching and learning from each other. So it's, 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 it's an awesome thing to see and glad that we got our 10th win tonight. Do you expect this to be the last regular season game for you guys? I don't know. I mean, I, I was talking to some of the players and I think it all depends on what happens with the bowl game. If the bowl game's uh, kind of in a distant, then we would love to play next week. <laughs> but saying that for a while now, we, we love playing football and, and um, you know, hopefully we can, we'll see how it works, but I'm not Tom Homo. And I know he's, he knows what we want. We want to play football and depending on when the bowl game is or, or who we face in the bowl game, uh, if there's time in between, we would love to fit a game there. Kalani, you mentioned that slow start and just how how your guys were able to overcome a lot of things from what San Diego State was doing in that first quarter and whatnot. Um, Isaac Rex had a little bit of a slow start, but rebounded really, really nicely. Just what has he meant for this team, and what does it mean for him to be able to 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 kind of have that that moment in the first quarter and then rebound the way that he did to to be one of those leaders as a freshman? I just I, I love that our our team didn't give up on him and we don't give up on our guys you know and, and when he came off uh on the sideline after the fumble you know we the, the team had his back and so um we're always going to have each other's back the players will and the coaches will and have a lot of confidence in him I mean Zach kept targeting him and throwing the ball to him so 
uh, you know, mistakes don't define us. We, how we respond to them is the, is a key. And uh, you saw him make some beautiful plays and some great blocks. So, and that's that. I think you can kind of go down the line with all our players out there that that make mistakes. Some some mistakes are way more visible than others. But I think the key is for us to keep believing in them and show them the faith that we that these guys can should be able to give and give the opportunity to respond from any mistakes that happen in the game. Coach, I want to piggyback off that Isaac Rex talk a little bit. He joined some pretty exclusive company tonight. He's the first BYU tight end to have 10 or more receiving touchdowns in a single season since Johnny Harleen in 2006. Back in August when you first started the season, did you foresee Isaac having this kind of impact and this role in your offense? And what's led him to have such great success here in 2020? Well, his dad's an All-American, so I think the g- genetic pool is really good for him. You know, and then we'll be excited when we get his brother Preston here off his mission playing for us. But I think the key is the, the guy loves playing football. And um, I, it wasn't really this year. It was the end of last year. If you remember, he, he played in those four games as a red shirt. And we knew we had something really, really special with him. And so I think uh, looking at, at, at the, the tight end group and the receiving group, I, I feel really good with the future there. And the fact that he's so young and makes a lot of plays and big target, there's still a lot of room for improvement for those guys. But um, yeah, just, just impressed with, with uh, the talent on this team and the way they keep developing. All right, let's take one last question from Matt Biamonte. <laughs> Coach, uh, Jake Oldroyd hit another 50-plus uh, yard field goal. What's it like to have a kicker like him who can score from such long range? That's huge. I mean, he's uh, he's a, he's a big-time weapon for us, and, and the footing wasn't the best, you know, to kick field goals, but um, I, I love the way he's been kicking all year long and, and kicking field goals and, and uh, kickoffs and things like that. He's, he's been, he's been money for us. So uh, I think a lot of that has to be said about the, the, the snappers and, and, and the, uh, the holders, you know, I know Rico's done a great job holding for him and, and you're looking at Riggs and, and, and Hogan snapping the ball, done a great job setting him up. So, and the protection. So I, I think Jake, He's got, he, I mean, you remember when he was a freshman, he kicked game-winning field goal in his first game. So uh, the guy has ice in his veins, and, and let's keep let's keep the, the run rolling. I, I would like, I, I've said it before, I would like to him for him to kick more PATs and field goals, though. All right. I- Kalani Sataki wanting Jake Oldroyd to kick more PATs than field goals. But I just sent out a tweet about Jake Oldroyd's kick. That that thing is frozen solid. It'd be like kicking a kettlebell 50 yards. It really is. <laughs> I'll tell you, it might just rip my foot off. Oh, it'd rip your foot off. And your foot's already freezing cold, man. Particularly with the with the momentum I get when I kick it, I really get into it. Do you? You, you really? Yeah, I mean. You really lean into her, huh? I, I really do. Yeah. And, and uh, so, I mean, right now, that's that's one of the reasons I, I went away from kicking is because I could kick it so far. And then in the cold weather, ankle sprains and things of that nature. Right before the half, too. That gives you the 17-14 lead. Big-time kick. Gives you some nice momentum. And it was right after BYU had made some four big adjustments to stop the run. It was after that Lopini Catoa 43-yard run that got him in position for the touchdown. Like, it was... It was just a really nice touch as you're headed into the, the into the locker room for halftime, and then it was fantastic because you come out of the locker room at half, 
and San Diego State start throwing body blows, and they, and they take you all the way down in the red zone, and BYU forces that fumble down in the red zone and gets that ball back and goes on a nice run, gets them gets themselves into field goal range, and he kicks another one yeah. to put them up 20-14. to 14. So Jake Oldroyd, man, look, I don't give kickers love, but that was – I just don't. It's just the, the nature of it. But you kick a 50-yarder before half, and then you get yourself a nice boot um, to put your team up 20-14, to 14, give them the, that six straight points. That's a great job. He really did. It, it, those, those are big kicks. Those are big yes. kicks. Changes the momentum of the game majorly. And then um, Isaac Rex, you heard uh, Kalani talking about Isaac Rex and how he's got a brother that's coming off a mission and – that he won the lottery, the Gene Pool lottery. He he absolutely did. His dad was a, a great uh, BYU player. I, I think that you know, probably when you were going there, you probably remember that name. Yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, I, I certainly remember that name. But um, Isaac Rex is a fantastic addition to this team, and and made a lot of great plays. Um, can, give me a couple thoughts on BYU's offensive line tonight. I, I was very impressed with him, and, and, and more importantly, I showed that I think Zach was very impressed with him. He was just comfortable all night. Zach was very comfortable all night. Last week, he was not as comfortable. They they, they, there was, they were getting out after him, and tonight he, he really settled in, and, that, and that's just a, a compliment to his, his O-line. They protected him all night. He trusted the pocket. He, he, he never had happy feet. He stepped up. He drove the ball down the field. He stepped up. He threw the dig routes, the comeback routes, the out routes, the, the nine routes. He, he, he did everything perfectly tonight, and all of that comes from what's going on up front in front of him uh, like i said earlier the o-line like i said earlier about zach he was comfortable tonight and when when a great quarterback is comfortable the other team is in trouble there was uh there, there were a couple of pressure, pressures in the first half things really squared away in the second half um that number 99 for san diego state up front's good very good player. Yeah, he's a very good player, and he, he came off of a couple stunts and got a couple of pressures, had a really nice sack in the first half that killed a drive. But it was nice to see BYU kind of come together, started to pass off the stunts better in the second half. Yeah, for sure. Um, San Diego State was full of stunts. They got pressures and in in a, one sack off of a stunt. And what I mean passing off stunts, it's you got to stay on the same plane. you got to be on the same page. As a defensive tackle's crossing your face, you basically hand them over to the offensive tackle. It takes a lot of trust. Yep, and you hand them over. It's like you just hand them, set them over to the offensive tackle. The tackle's got to pick them up, and you've got to be ready for that looper. Yeah. And they did that. And so I could tell they worked a lot on that. Great job by Mateos and Jim, or sorry, Mateos and uh, Jeff Grimes yeah. to get that offensive line on the same page. Excellent performance by BYU. I, I call it gritty. It was a gritty performance by BYU to get the 28-14 to 14 win. We'll come back. Will Snowden and I will wrap this thing up and hand you on over to, uh, let's see, Sunday morning. Wow. Coming up next on the Cougar postgame show. Throw it out to the flat to his favorite target, Dex Milne, and the touchdown for BYU. Wilson into the end zone, and it is hauled in for the touchdown. Isaac Rex laying out for the score. 
Welcome back, your Cougar Post Game Show, live at the TridayTrading.com studios. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden, Johnny Lightfoot, Jake Hatch, having a blast as we take you through the evening, the late evening and the early mornings of Sunday. It is a fantastic, fantastic night watching BYU get a win over San Diego State. And, and you know, it, it, San Diego State is a – they are a tough – nasty, hard-fighting team. But, Will, let's be honest. There there were parts of that fourth quarter where it kind of looked like that San Diego State quarterback was just done with it. He'd he'd had it. You you sometimes get to the point where you've had enough in a game. Uh, One one experience I have, uh, you played in this game, played horribly. uh, It was one of your worst college games ever. Um, and uh, I played okay. I'd like but, to name the game, but there's 20 that come to mind. <laughs> Mississippi State came here in 2000, and uh, you guys missed 18 tackles in one play. I think I've already brought this up before. but um, that's, I, pork, I, that's pork chop Womack. Yeah. I looked across the, the field. I, I was lined up at, at, at my position, and we were taking a beating. And I looked across at the man who was staring at the A-gap. And I knew I had to go to that A-gap again. And it's probably been the 75th time I've went to the A-gap to pick up a blitz. So he knows you're coming. He know He knows. I know he's coming. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself what that quarterback was thinking tonight in the fourth quarter. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm done. <laughs> you know, I, I, he I, looked fed up. Yeah, he, you know, that's where you get sometimes in the game. You've been hit. It's cold. Your hands are freezing. You, yeah. you're, you're, you're fumbling it. and. You see Kairos Tonga and you see Summers. You see them. They, they they seem to be, you know, still excited about the game and, and still enjoying themselves. And they're enjoying it because they're beating you up. Yeah. And uh, I think he had had enough. I thought he was cold and he was thinking about San Diego. He was thinking about the beach. He was thinking about uh, better days to come. Yeah. He's thinking about getting on the plane to get to those better days as quick as he can. He lost focus. And I think that that quarterback had a lot to do with some of the slowdown of what was happening to San Diego State. You know, they've got eight minutes, nine minutes. They're down by two scores. But they take their time on like a – they had like nine minutes left in the game, and they went for a 24-minute drive. Like they're like, just <laughs> – hey, we're, it's Miss Daisy in the back of the car. We don't want to upset her. Everybody slow down. Well, we talked about that in our, in our pregame that – San Diego State is not the team to play from behind because they can control. They they do put together long drives. They'll knock out three, two, three, four yards of carry, um, and that's how they get down and score the ball. But it's not a good offense for them when they're when they're trailing. I think you're to be honest with you. When BYU stopped them, they got the ball somewhere around ten minutes and. BYU stopped them with three minutes left in the game. Mm -hmm. So that was a seven-minute drive where you needed to get down and score within two or three. You know, there are some things to be critical of, Will, and I think that it's only fair to be critical of it because if BYU matches up against a good rushing offense in a bowl game, they need to figure out some of their rushing defense. They Now, that's two weeks in a row, Coastal Carolina and San Diego State. I know people are going to look at the score and say, well, no, 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 no. No, they, they got bullied a bit. You know, that zone read option uh, was still – it was it was, it was was stinging them. Yeah, and it, San Diego State was moving the field. They got 400 yards of offense on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I hear you. And, and one of the things is, is 
you have to give it to San Diego State as well. They really stuck with it. I don't know how many carries they did. And also, those backs ran hard. I mean, they, they, they you know, when you stick with it, they stuck with it. They stayed with their game plan. They're going to run the ball at you. And BYU can do a, a, a better job tackling. There, there's some there's some missed tackling going on, and and that can't happen against a top team. And 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 Kalani knows it, the staff knows it, and they just got to go back to the drawing board and fix it. But what's beautiful is when push came to shove, you had some big time fourth down stops. And I, I get it, one of them is a quarterback and his feet slipping out from under him. That that happens, man. Yeah. That's that's on him. Well, you, well, at the end and that's the, BYU pushing him wide on an angle. It really is, and and stretching him and making him have to take your inside foot. One of the last things you want to do when you're running the ball, this is something you don't, you probably wouldn't even think about, is all you want to be doing all of your cutting off of your outside foot. Does that make sense? Because once you plan on that inside foot, you're gonna in 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 tough weather or or slippery conditions, it's coming right underneath you. And that's what happened to the quarterback at uh, San Diego State on that run. Yeah, it went down, and, and that would have given them uh, a touchdown with, uh, what, about a minute and a half, two minutes left. They'd have had two timeouts, maybe and, maybe a chance to try to get it back. Yeah, you can kick an onside, and you still have two, min- two, two timeouts. You got a shot. You got a shot, man. But um, fantastic job by BYU's defense there in those tight situations. And then uh, BYU had uh, that forced fumble there at the beginning of the half that was great in the in the red zone. So some really big red zone moments by this BYU defense yeah. to get this win. Everybody had to play well, and, and and really, when you look across the board, you know, you look at the the stars, the guys that needed to play well. Zach Wilson played well. Dax Milne played really well. Had another beautiful catch off that back shoulder, and had a touchdown catch to really get things going. Well, let's talk about Pini Katoa too. I mean, Katoa came in; he was the the feature back tonight, obviously with. Um with, uh, Algier, with out. Algier out, he ran the ball well. He was, he, had some, he was turning. He had some big runs. How about they move him? They move him to fullback. Line up in the I formation. Run a trap. He breaks it for 35, 40 yards on on. on I think it was third and two, maybe yeah, third and one or third, yeah. the third, third and one. Short. Very good play call. Put him at fullback. Obviously, that's who they felt comfortable running the ball because he's not a fullback. And that that trap was just nice and perfect. Come down, kick out the um, trap that D tackle, and he's he's downhill and running and um you know i wish you would have gotten the end zone they stopped about the one yard line but it's still a great run uh will i know that uh, you're very sensitive about the sabbath we're about to click over here so put a final kind of touch and bow on this and and we'll get you home well uh this is what i'll say i'm very proud of byu the way they played they fought they bounced back after a very very devastating loss last week um i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to boxing real quickly i i've watched boxing my whole life uh, my family that have been in this business of boxing um it's a very tough business just like football and like i said earlier sometimes when you get knocked out it's hard to come back your next fight and win it really is. Um, anyone who watched uh, the the grew up watching um, who just fought Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy Jones after he he took his first loss, he was never the same after that first loss. It was hard to bounce back and win the next fight. BYU came when back. Tarver put the stink on. Yeah, him. when Tarver put it on him. Yeah. Um. So so I'll tell you. I mean, when he was knocked out, his leg, his 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 leg was the only thing trying to get up. It was his leg was raised straight up in, in the air. And, and you laugh about it, but that's where we were last week. That's how BYU was last week when they got on that plane to come back home. They they were knocked out and down and out. 
it showed a lot about the program, the coaching staff, and the players that they bounced back and fought a grit, gritty team tonight. I do agree with you. Gritty is how I will say it. I cannot wait to see who BYU plays next. This is a crazy year. <laughs> who knows? Tom might have them playing next week. Could. Could, could they could be playing next week? Uh, so, so there's Utah's that, playing next week. Yeah. yeah so, so, so it, there's so many unknowns. But what I will say is this: ten and one is a great season. I don't care who they played; they're going to finish in the top twenty-five for sure. And I, I really pray and hope that they get to, they get a chance to see a top team in a in a top bowl because I, I feel that they believe they that they deserve it. I think that them playing on December nineteenth or next weekend has a lot to do with what what in tell they get with what bowl game they might play in yeah and this win against san diego state maybe it puts you in a better bowl but there were projections for them to be in that idaho potato bowl which is december 22nd they just played in idaho potato bowl they don't need any more they are thinking warm weather anywhere warm is where they want to go um so we'll see i guarantee you you know utah's sitting at two and two and utah's got a game coming up next weekend if they get that win, or if they don't, remember you've got bowl eligibility. It's a wild, wild west. Yeah. You can bowls can pick up teams. How about BYU, oh, Utah, let's Vegas? Go, man. Well, Vegas is shut down. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Vegas moved could to they LA go to San and they Francisco? shut it down. Where, what, what, where would that be? Well, there. No, I, I'm getting too ahead of myself. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, but the idea of it is fresh. Yeah, but I, then I get excited, it, and I can't sleep tonight. It, it, I need to get up early tomorrow. I mean, today. I mean, it's already after midnight. I don't want to go too far, hands, and you know how I, I'll get going. My brain will be going. I'll text you at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, talking about what I think the score might be, what the matchups is, what what the matchups could be, the, the, the rage that, that the fans feel, the rage that the players feel. You know, I, I, I don't even want to go there right now. Yeah, but you know, that is salted pineapple spears on a Caribbean beach fresh. That is just delicious, the thought of it, right? Oh, yeah, it would be great. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is delicious. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's delicious, and it could hey, be you, a have you, have you ever got the? Have you ever been to Disneyland and got those iced... Um, uh, yeah, of course, I have pineapple spears. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I'm not a huge pineapple. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> yeah, you really like those. Yeah. Every time I get anything at Disney, I, I'm swearing. After I pay for it, <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I, I, you know, I have to go and 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 and, and pray afterwards because I'm just yeah. pee oh <laughs> at how, how I just spent seven hundred and fifty dollars on a pineapple spear on a banana that was frozen with chocolate on it. Yeah, it just it just and, get it, at and it. that sucks. I I never end up enjoying those. I'm always like, oh, that'd be a refreshing treat, and then I bite into it, break a tooth, and I'm like, that didn't even taste that good. Uh, yeah, I, I know the feeling. If you're going to spend money at Disneyland, go for the the spears, the fresh pineapple spears on ice. Hey, let me tell and you, get one, a Coke and wash it down with that. It's really good. You know, I'm from Colorado, and there's a place uh, we go to a place that used to be called Elegious Garden, but um, it was bought by um, Six Flags of America. And I, I I took my family back last summer, and we we enjoyed ourselves. And uh, as I was at Six Flags of America, I decided I was hungry, um, like I always do, like just the fat kid at the at the at, when you go to an amusement park, the first thing I'm thinking about are all the carny treats I can get. Yeah. And so, so I go in there, and I'm seeing this man, and he's walking around truly with the with with the biggest turkey leg I've ever seen. Oh yeah. I had to have it. Yeah. I had to have it. Twenty seven fifty later for this turkey leg, and I just enjoy <laughs> the best turkey leg I've ever had. Did in my you buy life. every morsel off every tendon and ligament? Oh yeah, and, and you know how they're, they they can and those aren't easy to eat. They're no, so, no. 
it's you, not, you, you can't just go at it. No, no, it's a, it's a, an, it's an experiment. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to get through it. There's bones everywhere, and you know, I, I felt truly like a man that 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 day eating that eating that that big turkey leg. I mean, I just it, it, it just felt just so barbaric. Yeah, and I just ate the whole thing. Not a kid. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and look where it's got you. And look at me, and I'm gonna tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm gonna tell you guys a secret as well about that turkey leg that I, I was I, I didn't want to share with anyone, so I had snuck away to eat the turkey leg by myself. And like was, a man I, does. Yeah, and I was looking around, hoping the kids didn't come in, and they never did. And you know, they oh, where have you been, Dad? I was, you know. Made up something. Like a man does. Look at you, Will. 28-14, big win for BYU over San Diego State. A lot of great performances across the board. Will said it right. I'll just reiterate it. Gritty, man. The coaching staff, the players, to come back from that Coastal Carolina loss, to be down 14-7 to with San Diego State in possession, headed towards your red zone, everything looking down, chips stacked against you, and they turn the tide and they get the win. Doggone it. That is gritty, man, and that is a big-time win, and I am excited to see what this BYU team gets an opportunity to do on the 19th, if not the 19th, for that bowl game coming up. So still some more exciting things to see from this team, and Will Snowden and I will be here to take you up to that game and right through it here on the Cougar Post Game Show on 97.5, 12 of the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.